Welcome in. It's Wednesday, November 29th, 2023. This is the Bruce Woolley Show. I'm Jack Windsor, Editor-in-Chief of the Ohio Press Network. I'm filling in for Bruce. By the way, you can read our stuff at theohiopressnetwork.com. And as you're doing your holiday shopping, I hope you'll buy yourself a subscription and maybe some gift subscriptions for friends and family members. We appreciate and survive on your support. So thank you. Quite a show lined up for you today. Ohio Republican Party Chairman Alex Triantafilu will be here at 1135 to talk about the state Supreme Court's decision to keep state representative and state Senate districts and maps. And then he'll give his response to the screeching from Democrats and the Ohio Democratic Party who almost immediately offered up three candidates for the Ohio Supreme Court or reminded voters of the three candidates for the Ohio Supreme Court and uh, what that means. GOP strategist Bob Clegg, he's our guy. He'll join us at 12.06. I think he's going to come in studio, which will be awesome. I expect we'll talk about the presidential race and certainly we're going to talk about the pending constitutional amendment that would change who sits on the Ohio Redistricting Commission. It's important, folks. This amendment is important. And if we learned anything from the August special election, from the November issue one election, it's this. Progressives will fund this to the hilt. 30, 40, 50 million dollars will pour into the state of Ohio. They will craft a marketing message that is either blatantly false or half true. Their pals in the press will pump out stories and propaganda to support the position But you've got to know the truth, and we're going to give that to you, and you're going to get it here. This is the place, and then maybe you'll share it, hopefully. We're going to close out the show with Lad Dilgard. You remember Lad, friend of the show, founder of the VW Strategy Pack. He's a parental rights advocate and a political analyst. He'll join us to close out at uh, 1235. I think he's going to talk about the insane story of a student who is a Kansas City Chiefs fan and what happened when he painted his face and wore a headdress in support of his team. But the very next segment, the one coming up, I'll be joined by State Representative Gary Click. Click is the primary sponsor of House Bill 68, a critical piece of legislation that would prohibit men from competing against women in sports and would keep men out of women's locker rooms. But it would also ban the prescription of puberty blockers, hormones, and gender mutilation surgeries, or what progressives and supporters of those surgeries call them, gender reassignment surgeries. It would ban those things for minors who are frankly being duped by progressive propaganda that transitioning a child is the only way to save your kid if he or she suffers from gender dysphoria. That's what they're being told. You're hearing it, aren't you? The only way you're going to save that kid is if you allow him or her to gender transition. Folks, that's just not true. As I've said before, the person with an experience is never at the mercy of the person with a theory. There are well-meaning folks hypothesizing about how to deal with gender dysphoria, but they're being lied to and tricked into, quote, gender-affirming care, which, by the way, is a massive misnomer, and they're literally sacrificing their kids As a result, don't believe me. Well, maybe you'll believe Morgan Keller. Morgan doesn't have a theory or a hypothesis. 
Morgan has an experience. She is a woman who testified in support of House Bill 68 yesterday, specifically discussing the need to stop allowing minors to gender transition. Now, I'm not a big fan of playing long audio recordings on air, but I'm going to play Morgan's entire testimony. It's about six minutes long, and it's extraordinary. It's one that you need to listen to in its entirety, one I pray that you really hear. Then I hope you share it and make it viral because, well, I, I don't want to say any more. Let's just, let's just listen to Morgan. Uh, cut one. On April 26, my friend Prisha testified in favor of this bill. Representative Beth Liston asked her if she was affirmed in her trans identity and medicalized in the state of Ohio. Prisha responded perfectly. If you wait until you have a detransitioner from Ohio, someone is already hurt and you have failed. My name is Morgan. I am the Ohio detransitioner that Prisha warned you about. I'm 26 years old and was trans identified for five years. In March of this year, after trying to ignore the doubt and regret that began to build around my transition, I woke up one morning with the realization that my trans identity was never about becoming my most genuine self or living my life authentically. Instead, it was a desperate, last-ditch attempt to become someone else, to escape my unidentified trauma and body and mental health issues. When I started exploring gender ideology, my life was in shambles. I was in an emotionally manipulative lesbian relationship. I was isolating myself in my apartment and drinking regularly. I wasn't attending my classes or socializing normally. I had become captivated by the idea that my female body was fundamentally wrong and seduced by the prospect that there was something that I could do about it. When I sought out help for my complicated feelings towards my female sex, I was affirmed which is to say I was put on life-altering cross-sex hormones with minimal questioning or treatment of my underlying issues. At 21, a licensed practitioner in the state of Ohio wrote me a prescription for medically unnecessary synthetic testosterone. And just one month after my 22nd birthday, I went under the knife for a double mastectomy based on the recommendation letter from a therapist who still holds an active license in this state. I sat with these practitioners for hours, describing how uncomfortable I was in my body, how disconnected I felt from myself, and how hard it was to walk through the world as a masculine woman. The nurse practitioner who prescribed me testosterone told me that I would transition beautifully and that no one would ever be able to tell that I had been born as a female. After a lifetime of body image issues and an increasing desperation to become anybody but myself, that was like music to my ears. I don't believe that not transitioning was ever considered by my practitioners. I feel like once I walked into that gender clinic, medicalization was the only option. I needed the practitioners that I trusted to help me make peace with my body, not affirm my delusion that hormones and a cosmetic mastectomy might make me feel better. I needed them to just say no. This week is the fifth anniversary of my first testosterone shot. I was told that this experimental medicalization would save my life. My parents were made to believe that this was the only way to keep their daughter alive, healthy, and happy. No practitioner bothered to dig deeper with me on why I felt so connected from my female body and why I thought giving myself an endocrine imbalance, amputating my healthy breasts, and masquerading as a member of the opposite sex was such an appealing treatment plan. I can say with 100% certainty that this medicalization only gave me new health problems and mental distress. I will never, ever legitimize 
these experimental treatments as anything based on love or care for an individual. Under the euphemistic guise of life-saving, gender-affirming care, practitioners in our state have become enablers with their prescription pads. At its highest point, my testosterone levels were 11 times the maximum range for a female body. Is this really the standard of care that we want for our Ohioans? When I realized that my medicalization was nothing more than a very elaborate placebo endorsed by multiple medical professionals, I made the immediate decision to detransition. It was all over. I quit testosterone cold turkey and endured, endured four of the most brutal months of my life. I had no energy. I didn't shower for almost two weeks. I would cry upwards of 10 times a day, shocked at what I had been allowed to do to my body in such a vulnerable state with an undeveloped brain, underdeveloped brain, not totally undeveloped. <laughs> I would lay in bed all day, sitting with the realization that I would never be able to breastfeed children that I didn't even know that I wanted at the time when I got my mastectomy. I didn't know if those feelings would ever go away, so I started to make plans to commit suicide. My family was so worried that my, that my parents made me go home so they could make sure I was eating, bathing, and sleeping. I sent a letter to my prescribing practitioner detailing how much regret I felt and all of the things I wish were different about the treatment I received, and she never replied. I had been working with that same therapist for seven years by the time I called her with my realizations about the issues underlying my decision to transition. I sent her lists of everything that should have been treated instead of getting hormones and a mastectomy. And I will never forget hearing her tell me, I failed you. She told me that this was such a new field of psychology that modern medicine is still at the forefront of learning how to treat gender dysphoria. But isn't that funny? Because the current narrative says that this medicalization is settled science. I couldn't give informed consent at 21, so why are we pretending that children can do that? With this bill, we can ensure that children in Ohio are protected from ever waking up and finding themselves in my position. I wish I never opened the Pandora's box of gender ideology. I wish I had been told no by the practitioners that I trusted. I wish I could say that I'm the exception to the rule, but everybody in this room knows that that is false. I come to you wearing the scars of this medical scandal, asking you to please vote in support of House Bill 68 to protect Ohio's children. Thank you for listening. <clears throat> More on House Bill 68 next with Representative Gary Clark. Thank you, Morgan Keller. <clears throat> I'm racked. I'm over here trying to keep it together. You can find that testimony uh, if you go to Twitter. J.D. Vance reposted it. Um, that's at J.D. Vance, the number one. I reposted it at Jack Windsor. The trust of innocent children. Is there anything more important for us to handle with care? Imagine being that parent who was told the only way to save your daughter is to transition her. <clears throat> I'm going to bring in state representative Gary Click. He's a Republican from Vickery. He's the primary sponsor for House Bill 68. State representative Click, welcome to the Bruce Hooley show. How are you this morning? Hey, I am doing terrific, uh, Jack. And well, isn't Morgan amazing? 
Oh, I'm wrecked. Girl, I'm wrecked, age. man. I'm wrecked. As the father oh, I, of three school-age kids. With her like I did. Oh. Wow. She is. She reached out to my office and she says, you know, I got, I got to tell my story. And, you know, I didn't think I ever would. But this is too big of a deal. And I don't want what happened to me to happen to other people. And, uh, and so, I mean, we just sat there and she was so, so used by a system right here in Ohio, in yeah. Ohio. Yeah. And, um, she just got used and she got played and she was very vulnerable and they took advantage of her. And, and then uh, if you, in the testimony, what did she say? She, they said, well, basically my bad, you know, yeah. like, sorry. This is an evolving, this is an evolving area of medicine. We just, we didn't know. We didn't know. Uh, well, I, wait a minute, Jack. <laughs> don't you know that AAP says it's settled science and there's a great consensus and everyone knows that's what the hospitals are telling us. They know when somebody's in the wrong body. They they got this all figured out. It's a science and there's a great consensus and uh, they don't make any mistakes. And if they do, oh, oh, well, sorry. Sorry for your loss. You know, she said. It's horrible. She it's said wicked. It, it's evil, Jack, what it, they're doing to our kids. It is. She said, you know, I needed options. I didn't need my delusion affirmed. Every detransitioner that I have talked to has said to me, I needed to be challenged. Yep. I needed to know where the boundaries were. I needed somebody to say, is this really what you want? Here are the consequences. You know, here's what's going to come out of this. Not like, oh, yeah, I just – and her, her counselor even said, I had questions. I wasn't sure, but I wanted to support you. Well, good. Just apply all the same things to anorexia. Yeah, I didn't think you were fat, but I wanted to support you because you thought you were fat. Yeah. You know? So we did the stomach staple surgery, even though you weighed 100 pounds. Yeah. What's that? No, I said, yeah, that would be like, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just kind of actively listening. I said, yeah, that would be like somebody weighing 100 pounds saying, hey, you know, I look fat. And then the the provider saying, well, yeah, we'll just do the stomach staple surgery anyway. Well, it'd be discriminatory not to affirm them in their in their fatness, even though they think they're even though they're anemic. Yeah, oh, sure. Goodness, man. Um, it, it, it makes no, there's no scientific reason for this. There's no science behind it. There's no biology behind it. There's just politics and money and ideology and evil behind what's happening to our kids. And somebody's got to stand up for it. I'm I'm here to stand up for it. I'll, I'll take the slings, the darts, and the arrows. And you're taking them. My colleagues will do the same thing. And you're taking them. I, I I was on Twitter last night. I am I am repulsed by the people who can listen to there Morgan are some Keller. Folks out there, they all live on Twitter. They do. It's a cesspool. Who can listen to Morgan Keller's testimony, and then say the things about Morgan Keller that they've said? Who can listen to Riley Gaines talk about losing? To a boy, a man, and what that did to her, and and, and they mm-hmm. call her a loser, <laughs> right? They call her a loser. She's she's she a loser. Such a winner. I'm I, I telling mean, you why? You know, I've had several conversations with her. I listened uh, to your interview with her, and that girl is a champion. You know, I I, I had her speak to the uh, legislative prayer caucus yesterday. Uh, and she says, you know, in college, she says, I was so bashful. Even in speech, she said, I'd give up and give a speech. My face would turn red. Uh, I wasn't used to speaking in public and, and so forth. And she just wanted to go into a, another you know, profession, you know, into dentistry. And that's where she would have been today, except that God saw fit to allow something negative to happen to her so she could stand up for everyone else. And he knew she would be faithful, and she is. 
and she is a champion. She doesn't let anything ruffle her feathers, uh, and uh, she leaves everybody else in her wake because she's out there to defend young women, and she is she's so humble but yet so firm and, and such a woman of conviction. She is. She's and incredible. we have truth on our side, and that always helps. So, Gary, we've got only about a minute and a half here, and I apologize. Yep. Uh, first, what is next? And then I want you to handle this straw man argument because it, it happens with both the issue of uh, gender-affirming care and it, it, making sure men don't compete with women. This isn't an issue, they say. This is such an outlier. You're making a, you're making, making a mountain out of a molehill. Hit that first. Not an issue to who? It was an issue to Riley when she had to sit in a locker room next to a naked dude with a deep voice undressing in front of her and watching her undress. That was that was an issue to her. Maybe they don't care about women. Uh, maybe they don't care about girls who are getting mutilated and, and can never have children and can never breastfeed. It is an issue. It just means they don't care about the issue because they don't care about people. They just care about themselves. Well said. And I always said, dig the well. Before you're thirsty. And I think what Morgan said was, if you wait, you have failed. I mean, she opened her testimony well, actually, with that. So Precia said that because oh, Precia said that. she was That's from right. Ohio last, yep. in the last testimony. And when we gave testimony last time, she was just, I mean, Morgan just started her detransition in March. When we started this venture, she was living <sighs> as, a, as a man, uh, living under that delusion that she was a man. And she just broke down and said, I can't do this. Since March. She's fresh on this detransition thing, wow. coming back to her authentic self. And uh, and she hates what was done to her. It was not fair. It was immoral. It was unjust. It was unrighteous. It was any word that you can think of that's not good. It, that's what it was. And she's like, wait a minute. I can't let this happen to other people. It is an issue. Anyone that denies it has their head in the sand. They don't care. And yeah. basically, they're immoral, too, if they kind of blind eye to what's harm happening to our children. 15 seconds. 15 seconds. What's next? Well, so next is, is we're going to hear from the other side. And, okay. you know, that date will be coming up sometime soon. Okay. You know, it hasn't been announced yet, but okay. that'll be next. Uh, I believe the Senate's going to support us in this, and I think it's going to go to the governor's desk, and I believe the governor's going to support us in this. Uh, as well, because this is the right thing to do. The governor loves families, he loves kids, he loves children. I, I cannot imagine him not supporting this. 